want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them give their top tips to success for you. Um, my name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, book tour, signing schedule, all of that good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. Uh, really excited to have Randall Peters on the line today. He is the founder and CEO of Blockchain Ecosystem Advisors. Uh, Randall, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Adam. So, Randall, let's get started with, I just want to get a little bit more background on how you started as an entrepreneur. How did you catch the bug? Um, it started very early, actually. I was uh, in fourth grade, and I bought some uh, big candy jawbreakers, um, you know, the ones the size of a half dollar, and brought them to class, and other kids wanted some, and so I just... Um, you know, bought them for 50 cents at uh, Sam's Club and, and then sold them for a dollar. That was, that was the beginning of uh, learning about, um, you know, the entrepreneurial journey and, and, you know, buy low, sell high. Man, I always feel like I, I, I for, the, for the entrepreneurs out there that feel like they, they're a little late to the game, um, I feel in the same boat. I didn't start till I was a teenager. So, man, you had, you had a skill at fourth grade. That's awesome. Um, so, what... <laughs> What would you say that you would um, – what are some of the things you learned kind of going through the ranks? So I know, obviously, through your teenage years, you, you, I'm sure you started more businesses. Because if you started that oh, yeah. young, that means that you, you've, been in, you've been launching businesses ever since. So what are some of the things you would tell, you know, the young Randall, um, uh, tips on, on how to run a business? Stick with it. Um, most of the time, I, I have a huge passion for – where we're going and most of the education that I've received and in general with uh, the American school system is, is mostly focused towards where we've been. And, you know, over the last couple hundred years, it's been a lot more um, focused on education coming from manufacturing and farming. Uh, you know, I did industrial and systems engineering at Georgia Tech. And even there, you know, the classes were, okay, this is all the tools you need for, um, the general market, but what I was most interested in is really what what am I going to need five or ten or fifteen years from now? And you know, one of the things I did in high school was uh, I got I got bored with lunch because it was the same people, same conversations, and really not too stimulating because my interest always lied in technology and science. So I would actually go to the library during lunchtime and read the different uh, laboratory white papers that were coming out on technology, as well as the car magazines and popular mechanics, popular science, things like this, and just see what was the cool technology that uh, the scientists, the physicists, the engineers were working on. And, you know, normally they're anywhere from five to 15 years ahead from laboratory to commercialization. And that was one thing I always saw was, you know, you might have it perfected in a laboratory, but, um, you know, the, the challenge is how do you scale that commercially and production-wise? Um, so those were always the things that was interesting me. And, and then just always seeing, um, you know, inefficiencies in products or marketplace uh, where there could be some added value and added uh, experiences that would enhance the whole the whole product 
or the whole solution. Um, and so, like, my mind has always just been geared for kind of uh, looking at or identifying what the outliers are and what could be that would make the, the whole consumer experience a lot more enjoyable. No, and uh, so you were pretty uh, instant sounds like great and really good hit skills. Like, even that, you want to say, you know, I just kind of bored with the comments. Most people just that for granted and, you know, let that hour pass. So you definitely sounds like you are a seeker in that manner. Um, let's change up a, a little bit. I want to talk more about what you're doing over at uh, Blockchain Ecosystem Advisors. So um, what are you working on and how do you help your clients? Yeah, absolutely. So we have, um, you know, a team of experienced professionals. Uh, you know, it started off at advising in the general space and trying to uh, match make the demand of the marketplace for uh, different blockchain projects. Um, so that means we have different people that looked at, you know, tokenomics or developing solutions architecture. And normally it comes into three categories, right? You either have um, need help with technical assistance, getting towards your MVP, your minimal viable product, uh, and or uh, raising funds and or uh, if you already have your MVP and you have funds, then the next step was saying, okay, how do we take this from our, our current uh, stealth mode or laboratory or position that we're at and how do we get out and connect with the demand in the market that's looking for our solution? Um, so that's, that's where we started um, a couple years ago. And since then, we've actually broken out a division, uh, which is BEA Labs, because the advisory role has kind of um, slowed down over last year with the blockchain ecosystem in general, the whole market uh, having like, you know, 80% correction or so. So uh, this period actually has been very good for the market because the people that are still in there, you know, those are the real players that really believe in the technology uh, rather than the people trying to get in and catch the wave of hype and, you know, make a quick buck. So with our uh, BEA labs, uh, we do a lot of innovation work uh, with emerging technologies and Industry 4.0 and like autonomous vehicles. And so, you know, we're mostly geared towards uh, smart cities and doing a lot of the, the higher tech uh, requirements. Um, but in general, you know, a lot to your previous question, you know, what, why, why was my answer to say stick with it? Um, at least in what, where my curiosity lies, which is in the future, um, you know, I, I typically find myself three to five years ahead of the, ahead of the market demand, you know, which is to be expected if you're reading the laboratory science of what's, what's the latest and greatest. Um, so, you know, where we're at right now is kind of bringing it back to the basics and just helping people uh, with even general products like, you know, hey, everybody pretty much wants an app. Right, so in most of my conversations, I probably won't even mention blockchain very much, uh, just because a lot of times, it, it, describing the technology and the solutions that work, as soon as you mention kind of key buzzwords, if the people aren't so knowledgeable about it, then it, there's almost like this mental blockage, and it's just like, oh, well, what's blockchain? I can't understand how any of this other stuff works without understanding the blockchain. You know, when in reality, um, you know, you can almost bypass that conversation. 
which, you know, a, a lot of last year, I probably spent a majority of my time uh, in, in, in the meetings going from, okay, let's get to a business use case. And then it ended up being, uh, you know, an educational session answering uh, and picking my brain for, you know, the blockchain technologies and a little bit divergent from just identifying the business use case. So where we're focused at now is mostly helping, um, you know, startups and the, the longer term focus is enterprise and government, but that's, those are slow moving organizations and entities. Um, so, you know, we have future positions uh, of ourselves as far as thought leaders and think tank and experience level to be able to accomplish those types of uh, use cases once they become, the demand becomes available. And so now it's like, okay, well, what's our, what's our immediate next step? What are we doing next week? What are we doing next month that there's a high demand for that we, that will, you know, uh, have a positive cash flow and give us survivability, which is the most important thing I would say um, for startups and for our entrepreneurs playing is really just being able to weather the, the storms of the ups and downs. Um, another tip I would say also is, um, you know, when it's good, make sure you have the discipline to save some reserves. Um, you know, that was probably a, mis uh, a, mis a learning a learning challenge I had in my in my 20s uh, for about a decade was having a successful business but then I just you know in my 20s you just put everything hundred percent back into the growth of the business and then you know when something happens like a civil war for example then that pretty much like wiped me over and I had nothing to fall back on and and be able to weather that storm and be able to rebuild so I would always say you know, have a little bit of reserve somewhere in something um, that in case you do reach a challenge that is pretty catastrophic, then you'll be able to land softer and, and be able to have some resources reserved to rebuild. What are some interesting trends you're noticing in your industry right now? So, um, Let's see here. Some interesting trends is there's a lot of talk. The interest has definitely continued its momentum. Um, there's been a disconnection between uh, cryptocurrency, which is just one application of blockchain technologies. And that's like saying basically, well, the internet is good for email, right? So yeah, it's good for email, but it also does a lot of other things. And with <laughs> blockchain tech, <laughs> technologies being, uh, you know, the next internet, um, there is so many different uh, business use cases, consumer use cases that haven't even been unlocked yet. And a lot of right now, we're still in the, the learning curve um, for business leaders and for governmental leaders and organizations um, to be able to have enough of the vocabulary. A lot of it really is learning the language um, and the idea structures and to be able to uh, have the conversations to identify um, where blockchain would be useful, where would it be useful, and really to start unlocking the potential um, business use cases, unlocking the value which this technology is a key for. No, that's great. Um, and, I, and I know that... Um, I mean, I, I love I love your tips, by the way. Like ca cash flow, as much as 
you know, people like to harp on it. Um, those new entrepreneurs out there, the ones that are you're starting your first business, your second business maybe, um, everything uh, that Randall's talking about is super important. For the more tenured business owners listening, I know you probably just have a big a big smile on your face about maybe a time you me- you messed up on that on that side of things, or uh, but I bet you you understand how important it is now. Um, well, hey, Randall, I really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, and giving us some updates. If somebody wants to contact you about, about your company, what's the best way for them to reach uh, you or the company? Sure. So, I mean, my email address is Randall, uh, R-A-N-D-A-L-L, uh, at blockchain ecosystems uh, with an S dot I-O. And also on LinkedIn, that's an easy way to find me, is uh, Randall Lee Pyres, P-I-R-E-S. It's like Pyres with a P. And just shoot me a message there, and I'd be happy to chat. Awesome. Well, thank you, Randall, again for coming on the show. And to the listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to head on over to Instagram and check me out, Ask Adam Torres. Have a wonderful day, and thanks again, Randall. Take care.